Hi guys, I'm Sam. And I'm Jess. And we are... Peas from the same pod. Hey Jess, how are you? How has your week been? Hello Sam. Yeah, I'm really good, thank you. What have you been up to? Well, what a week. I mean, there were going to be two beer garden experiences this week, but the weather's just been so bad that both had to get cancelled. See, like, that's the thing. There's two different types of people in this world, and there's people like you that will cancel because there's a light breeze, and then there's me that's like, okay, I'm just gonna pop myself down to TK Maxx, get a ski jacket, ski goggles, golf umbrella, and I'm there for the for the foreseeable, you know? But I think I think I do. Absolutely, yeah. There are those of us that wanna go to the beer garden for the enjoyment of it, and there are those of us that wanna go because we're actually got a bit of an issue with alcohol. There's those that wanna go for the addiction. There's there's those of us that don't want pneumonia. What about you? What have you been up to? Have you managed to get out this week? Uh, no. Well, apart from my drive to work, I mean, I've just finished on, on night shifts at the moment. So I am 10 out of 10 exhausted, 7.30 at night till 7.30 in the morning. And you know the difficult thing? Obviously, we are allowed to be on our phones at our desk. So you're allowed to kind of like That's be so at your amazing. phones, which is nice. Obviously, you put it down when there's an emergency call. Don't want anyone thinking that we don't do that. Um, but the, the issue is when you're working at night time, nothing's going on. So you're not, you're, like, no one's away. Right. So there isn't any new content. You're just kind of watching the same things you've seen because the only person up is Julie that you met in Fort Ventura because she gets up at five to let the dogs out. Do you know what I mean? Hey, I'll tell you what I did do this week. Thanks so much Go for on. asking. <laughs> I, uh... <laughs> I just want to talk about myself. I just want to tell you a little bit about something that I've been working on, actually. Um, yeah, I was filming this weekend. She's back on our screen. She's back in the screens, guys. Back by popular demand. The audiences wrote in in their droves. No, yeah, I've been filming a little sort of pilot that's being made. So that was so nice. Like, because social distancing, masks, everywhere you go, whatever you do... But we were able to create this little COVID bubble, all did our tests, all had our masks on, and then, like, the tests came back. It was like as if we'd all done little pregnancy (laughs) tests, apart from we didn't have to piss on them. But, like, (laughs) and then they all came back, one at a time. Oh, you've got the all clear, you've got the all clear. And the masks were off. And it was so nice to just be able to work so freely like not worrying about oh god you know I've got to keep on this side the corridor and oh someone's coming down there so I bet yeah. it was so nice it was like a little snippet I think what, of normality what, help, what doesn't help as well is within our industry we're very like huggable people like everybody you wouldn't yeah. ever I find it weird when people are like awkward when it comes to things like that because naturally as performers we are all just like give us a hug I've only met you three minutes ago but you would go in for a hug because that's just what you do yeah or oh, this is my friend Colin well I'll give him a kiss on the right I'll give him a kiss on the left away we go <laughs> because he's a thespian um, <laughs> yeah like I mean it's just one of those things so I think this has taken a huge hit on the whole like oh you can't go near each other and then for people that aren't awkward I become awkward because I'm like oh and then it's a bit like oh are they really covid like protective mm. is that the right word i don't really know so they're like i don't want you to i don't think it is 
Or is it like, what What would the but, word be? I don't, I have no idea. But I think that's going to be even more so now. Like, we've been living in this rule where it's like, right, don't go anywhere near one. Near one? <laughs> Am I Elizabethan now? <laughs> don't go anywhere near one. Um, <laughs> don't go anywhere near anyone don't, and wear a mask. But like, as we come to this stage now where like things start to be taken away, it's like, how do you then gauge like, does this person want to hug off me or do they want an elbow bump? Yeah, that that's the thing. And I'm scared. I'm going to go fully in for the hug. Yeah. And then they're going to be like... Jab you in the chest with an sorry. elbow. Yeah, like, sorry. I'm not really comfortable with that. And it's someone that you've been friends with for like 13 years. And then to me, the friendship's over. I'd have to leave the venue. Do you know what I mean? It's just... Is she a mum? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Sam, back off. <laughs> Oh god, I've heard it so many. But there are still the thing that I completely understand, and we speak about this on a lot of our episodes, about how we always believe if you want to do something, absolutely go ahead and do it. And I think the same rule applies with with COVID and stuff. I don't believe anyone should push themselves if they don't feel comfortable to do what they want to do, and it's okay to not feel ready to do these things that it's been a whole year of. Yeah. However, please stop tearing other people down for doing it if you don't want to go to a pub garden because you don't find it safe then don't go it's your business yeah, yeah i just think there's so many people that are like i don't think it's i think it's disgusting like i don't know if you saw that rave that happened in liverpool yeah i'm so excited about that amazing and i there's people that are like it's absolutely disgusting blah 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 and I'm like well then good job Sally that you didn't attend <laughs> yeah, that's that, all that matters isn't that wonderful that you stayed indoors well Sam after that TED talk thank you so much for joining us with that <laughs> we always get so deep don't we who have we got coming up on today's show she's my best friend she's an absolute fitness guru she said good morning to baltimore and she really can't stop the beat it's me lovely courtney smiley courtney how you been love (laughs) courtney i'm good how are you i love that intro (laughs) that is brilliant (laughs) yeah so courtney now this is really really weird for both of us because number one this is the first one we've done where Jess isn't too familiar with you. And also, I'm interviewing someone I know everything about. So it's really weird. But That is true, yeah. <laughs> but what we're going to do is act like I don't know everything about you. So I'm going to hand over to Jess to do the first question towards you. Stunning. Sam, just act like you've had a couple of beers, hun. It always works, doesn't it? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> What's to say he hasn't? It's late for me, it's 11. <laughs> so Courtney, I've heard loads about you from Sam, but and briefly, briefly met you at one of his parties. Yes. Um, but I just wanted to sort of start, I just, I'm so looking forward to hearing about everything that you've done since sort of drama school, because you trained, right? Yes, I did, yeah. I trained at Guildford School of Acting, and that was... 2014 to 2017, so that feels like a lifetime ago now. That's disgusting that those words come out of my mouth. <laughs> it was that long ago. <laughs> She's an old girl. But let's not forget that like the last year hasn't counted. Yeah, that is very so true. You made me feel a lot better back. now. That's okay. <laughs> so you graduated and then you got your first job. So like, what was that like? Like 
graduating from drama school, getting that first job, like, yeah, it was, must have been amazing. It was, um, do you know what? It was hard to begin with. I didn't actually get my first job until I was six months after graduating. So I was auditioning constantly, auditioning before I even graduated as well. So in the grand scheme of things, it was probably about a year. Um, but six months after graduating, just constantly auditioning. Um, and that was kind of the, the best way to do things, I think. You've got you've to gotta kind of throw yourself out there straight in the industry to find out the do's and don'ts, the rights and wrongs. No one can tell you. You just have to go out there and kind of find it all out yourself. And especially with everyone being so individual, certain things work for some people. And then you'll hear it and you'll go, well, I'll take that to the audition. And then you walk away and you're like, oh, that was awful. That does not work for me. Um, so many yeah. times that has happened. It's disgusting. But yeah, anyway, six months worth of finding out who I Can you please, to... sorry, can you please tell us the worst example of one of those <laughs> things that you've done and gone, mm, that didn't, that, that um, didn't work. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think now. Um, oh my goodness! <laughs> so, basically, I had an audition, and um, obviously, the audition will remain nameless. Um, I obviously didn't get it. Um, and basically, what happened was they said, "Can you take in uh, like a pre pre 1950s song?" And anyone that knows me knows that I like rock, pop, all that. So I had nothing. I had nothing. I was like, oh my God, I need to do it. I need to get something quickly. So <laughs> I printed off 10 minutes ago from Cinderella because I was like, I watched that as a kid. I know that song. It's fine. So I turned up to the audition and um, I put it down on the on the pianist um, thing. This makes me sound really unprofessional. I'm not, but I was new, so I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and uh, I put it down on the... On the, on the a pianist thing and he called me back over and he went there's no piano part panicked <laughs> so I panicked and I turned around and I just went can you not make it up <laughs> <laughs> and he looked at me and I was like I'll see myself out yeah shall I just yeah I just pop down there yeah <laughs> so yeah I asked the pianist to make something up because um, people told me to go with your gut sometimes with 1950s, and I did, and I went with my six-year-old gut. <laughs> Didn't work. <laughs> but you learned from it. Oh, I live to tell the tale. So that obviously takes us through to the part where you got your first professional job. <laughs> now, I don't know who was more excited, whether it was you or whether it was me, because I still go on about it daily, every single day slide into her dms daily being like oh my god so tell everyone about that moment you found out your first job what it was and where you was and what it was like getting that first call oh my goodness so i was working at one rebel gym um, and it was during my induction so um i was in one of the other branches um not where like i work full-time so i was in another branch and um, they're all performers and actors there and dancers. So like, if you get a call from your agent, you're allowed to take it, which is awesome. Because obviously, like, there's a few jobs that are like, no, you'll have to wait until five o'clock and you're like biting your fingernails to know what's going on. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, 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 I picked up the phone and I was like, hi. And he was like, um, oh, it's, it's, it's not good news. And I was like, oh, okay then, no worries. He was like, you're going to have to go on tour for eight weeks. And I was like, what? Anyway, I started to cry in the hallway and there's loads of people waiting to go in to spin. Um, so I was like, I'm really sorry, I'm really sorry. Like, 
like this because they just met me at reception so I had to be like oh I'm not having a breakdown I'm just happy but he doesn't look it because I look like I've got the worst news in the world um, and I couldn't believe it I was like you're lying you're lying he was like I'm not I'm not because we like me and my agent always joke around anyway and I was like you're lying you're lying and it, this took about like three minutes um, and I couldn't believe it it didn't really hit me that I was actually doing it until I was in that rehearsal room even when the cast list came out everything like that it still didn't hit me I was like it's not real and then I got into that rehearsal room and I was like whoa like whoa this is it this is it this is happening this is like the start of a career it's crazy and the show was for everybody who's listening oh sorry I keep skinning past that I love how you keep trying to backtrack like come on can't you tell it it was hairspray (laughs) now obviously you didn't just go in as any old piece of furniture in Hairspray. You went in as the big money, as a first cover Tracy. I did. Like, what a responsibility. I mean, that role is iconic. Like, yeah, insane. Tell us a little bit about, like, obviously you're getting the job, you're feeling amazing, and then you're like, oh, hold, like, not only that, I, I, I've got potential to be a leading lady here. Like, it's going to happen at some point. Yeah. Yeah, well, we we knew we kind of knew they were really good. The company were so everyone that was kind of um, covering a covering a role. We actually got to choose two venues that we could go on as our role. So before even oh, starting yeah. rehearsals, I knew that I was going to go on as Tracy at some point. So I chose my hometown, and then obviously I chose Bournemouth. So you could come see me, Sam. There we go. There we go. That is some serious friend dedication right there. Right, so, I know, I know. I do I have to sure interject here. It to be the little number one fan. I will never forget the day I arrived in Bournemouth. Obviously, as soon as I knew Courts was going on, I was like, I am, that's it, bus booked. Here I go, get me on that train. And we met for lunch and I was like, you're being really, really chilled considering what's about to happen. Like, you know, and I then walked into the theatre and all of the posters that were like, the role of Tracy Turnblad will be played by... Courtney Brogan Smalley and I was like oh my god did you steal one looking around yeah I've still I've still got it somewhere (laughs) and um I remember sitting in the auditorium and I was like I I everyone's being really chilled right now and I don't think anyone understands what's happening and I'm gonna (laughs) scream and then like I remember the overture started of um is it I can't hear the bells or something like that yeah 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 and then the curtain went up and there she was laying behind that bed in the middle of the stage and it just went boom 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 to the start of good morning but and i i I thought i was gonna pass away honest (laughs) to god i thought i was just like wow like at the time (laughs) and it was just iconic but yeah i've i've never lived it down it was the proudest moment of my whole entire life just just being there like and she come out after the stage door and there was all these people waiting around like oh can you sign my program and i was like Courtney they they want to they want you to send and she was like oh and I said like, do you understand what you've just done <laughs> you're Tracy I remember when we were talking for so long that that group of girls just stood by us bless them those little girls and were so patient <laughs> they didn't even like tap me or raise their voice me and Sam are chatting away like talking about life talking about getting going to get like a vodka and coke after the show and it's just a group of little girls just waiting and then I walked up and they were like oh sorry I was like oh, gosh they were in there for like half an hour oh they were so God. cute though weren't they oh it was amazing 
It really that was. That is so adorable. I mean, you now have... You did the, You toured around, you went all around the UK, and now yeah. Sam tells me that you're living up the road from me. <laughs> I don't know yes. if you are, but you're in Wales, right? I am in Wales. I am... Whereabouts in Wales? Are you South Wales? Yeah, South Wales. Are you? Yeah. Stop. Are you anywhere near Cardiff? I'm, I'm Newbridge. Oh my god, you're you're re- you're not su- like you're not next door, but you're like about a twenty five minute drive from me. I'm in Caerphilly. What? No way! I'm getting angry now, and I'm getting jealous, and I don't want this to happen. <laughs> me and Courtney so are gonna go and hang out. We're just gonna get coffee oh my god, and stuff. We can now, can't time, we? Because so. all the stri- restrictions. Absolutely. Oh my god, we can go get coffee. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> we'll FaceTime you. <laughs> I hope you get food poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> So obviously you moved to Wales and you've set up your life there with your two fur babies, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. She's a dog mum now. She's living the dream. Then you got the call for Club Tropicana, the musical. Yeah. And you went out and toured that. What was that like? What was that sort of show after doing Hairspray? Yeah. So I, well, I did Mythic before that. That was the in-between. Yeah. The in-between was Mythic. So that was a rock pop um, original show off West End production. Um, And that was at Charing Cross Theatre. That was over a two-month period. So by the time I got to club, I'd actually only done a contract that was two months long each time. So Hairspray was two months and um, Mythic was two months. And then I auditioned for Club Tropicana and... I, I I loved the audition straight away. It was 80s music. It was very vibrant, very lively. And my mum and dad kind of brought me up on 80s music. So I was like, it's a sign. Let's go in and smash this. Let's just enjoy ourselves. Let's not panic. Like, just do what your mum would do if she was dancing to it. Just really, like, go for it and, and have fun and stuff. Bless her. I'm sure she didn't kick her leg up that hard. You know what I mean? <laughs> the enthusiasm was there. Um, <laughs> and, um... And yeah, so so I got I got club and it was a was it a nine eight nine month contract? So it was like three times, four times as long as what I'd usually done. And this is before I'd moved to Wales and I moved to London at the time. And um I was living in London and I was kind of like, Do you know what? I'm gonna be on tour for eight months. Let's just like leave London, not have a postcode and let's kind of do that actual living on the road kind of thing. I still had like my mum and dad's back home. I was gonna say, where was your post box? Like, where do we send mail at this Honey, point? Honey, like, mum and dad, you slip it in. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to catch her before she moved on to the next venue. You know, you'd have to get Honestly, in that Honestly, if you box. were a day late, I ain't coming back for you. <laughs> Just strap it to a pigeon and be like, go and find yeah, her. Yeah, paper aeroplane, whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, um, so, yeah, to be fair, think about it. I didn't get any posts for eight months. How sad is that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think I've got, like, a casual, like, misguided leaflet through the door. You're in your overdraft. <laughs> I'm in my overdraft. Heavily. I do have to say, and I'm going to share one of these when, when this goes out, but I love Courtney and every single thing she does, but her wig... I, c- I couldn't even look at her. She sent me a photo <laughs> of the wig that she had to wear in this show. And I was like, I, I don't know who that is. And then she was like, okay, how about wig number two? Then there was this like slicked down black <laughs> slit to your head thing with a suit and a suitcase. And I thought, I can't do this anymore. I don't think we can be friends if you're trotting around the stage with that on your head. 
But it's all right. So the slick one, yeah. the slick one was the air hostess, wasn't it? And I looked like a Karen. <laughs> oh my! I God. was a Karen from HR. <laughs> you were looking for that manager. manager. <laughs> yes, I was. I was looking for that manager with reels of photocopying ready to go. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> so that was my slick down look. Um, and then my my main wig, right? To start off with, I'm gonna say. All the wigs were stunning to begin with. We all had gorgeous locks. I look like Baby from Dirty Dancing. I thought, I know what my next contract's going to be. <laughs> Come at me, right? I was like, I'm stunning. There's a picture of me and I look and think I'm stunning, right? Four months into the contract, there's no hair to reweave the wigs. Um, and obviously, because it's 80s, they've been hairsprayed curling ironed um, and I actually had a bald patch at the back of my wig Stop. by the end of the show so by the end of Just Can't Get Enough I was out whoa 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 yeah walking up the stairs to the dressing room and you can see the big bald patch I'm just balding at the back this wasn't just mine everyone's was either thinning it was like the show was taking control we were thinning we were balding but to begin with we looked stunning stunning <laughs> I, love I hope that I get to see these pictures. That's all I'm going to say. I promise I will I'll share send, them. I'll send you them. <laughs> <laughs> so, Courtney, we are going to kind of put you on the spot here. You didn't know this was coming. We're just going to throw a little surprise and we're going to do our quick fire rounds. So, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll pass this over to Sam and he's going to blast you with a couple of questions. So, we've got a few questions for you that we just need you to come with the first thing that comes to your head. So your first question is, if a movie was made of your life, what genre would it be and who would play you? Action. Drew Barrymore. Oh, nice. I can see that. Okay. If you could go anywhere in the world, where would you go and why? Thailand. Because everyone says it's amazing and you have to go and I can never afford it. So if it's a free trip, let's go. Amazing. I'm with you. What fashion trend do you just not get? Helly Hansen. I don't know what that is. <laughs> oh. Do you not know what Helly Hansen is? It's a jacket. Sam. Don't get it. I'm not I had one and I don't even know the why. Double H. <laughs> okay, if you had access to a time machine, where and when would you go? Um Oh um I would go to Brooklyn. London, <laughs> it's only down the road. Brooklyn, London, um, at the time of like the new romantics turning punks. So kind of like the 80s into the 90s. You're so edgy. <laughs> so edgy. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> if you could be any flavour ice cream, what flavour ice cream would you be and why? I would be the Halo. Um, salted caramel because it's going to be sweet you're going to love it but also it's halo so it's low calorie so you're just going to eat it all you know when you get a Ben and Jerry's and you're like I can only have half a tub I want to be devoured full <laughs> I think we've just found our new uh, sponsor Sam halo. Yeah, hello halo <laughs> <laughs> how was that did that make you... That was good. That Do you know what? I felt really relaxed at first and then by the end of it, I was quite stressed. Obviously, no one's going to be able to see the face of stress, <laughs> but they probably hear it in my voice. <laughs> She's gone really gnarl then, you know. <laughs> yeah, really gnarl then. So, before you go, we have asked you to bring along with you today an unwritten rule of life. 
Yes, with that. Unwritten rule of life. Never double dip your crisps in the dip until the host does. If you're at someone's Ooh. house, you never double dip until the host does. Because then you know it's loud. <laughs> Oh, that's so specific. So by double dipping, do you mean like don't go in the like sour cream and then in the salsa? Or do you mean like don't dip in the sour cream bite and oh, then go back in the Oh, you can dip by dip. Cream? That's fine. It's the mixing. It's oh. the mixing of the two. Don't do it unless the host does because you know that that's allowed under their roof. I'm just going to put it out there. If I'm ever the host, that's not allowed. Yeah, you it's can't not allowed here either. I do not want a bit of your soggy salsa in my sour cream or your hummus. <laughs> Why would I want your hummus sinking to the bottom of my sour cream next time I have a bag of crisps and I scoop it out? No. <laughs> I absolutely love it. So finally, Courtney, it's been amazing having you on. I want you to bring to the table your song of choice. My song of choice is Busted, Falling For You. I love it. But we're going to put you on the spot again here and ask you to do something for us. <laughs> So we've asked all of our guests to do this so far. <laughs> Can you just sing the first bit of the song? Like four okay. to eight bars. <laughs> the pianist has got the oh pianist has got the music. Busted as well. <laughs> ah! Ready? This is my this is my busted impression as well. I've got a new impression, otherwise I'll sound awful. Right, ready? I'm really falling for you. It what you're putting me through. What have you done to me now? I just can't.